Open up your notes. Whoops, wrong one. <laughs> That's not it. What was that? That was, that was something else was, for my notes. Like... It was a spreadsheet. It was a big old spreadsheet. It was a spreadsheet. That was the last thing okay. I had to do for today. What are you doing with that spreadsheet? Well, well wouldn't you want to know? I do want to know. I'm going to have to wait. I hope it's some but sort I'm of your game. Wife. <laughs> or, or gotta wait. I'm using I'm I'm using my yeah. one ergata joke on that. We haven't even started, so <laughs> that was a bad call. Well, I feel like you, I, I think like we could all agree it was a good call. <laughs> I do agree. Heads and welcome to the league exploring the league of legends lore from a to c my name is rebecca and i'm john and you barely made it through that <laughs> my name is mark i couldn't the word oh, exploring no. was really hard and it got caught in my throat there <laughs> i'm really sorry about that today we're talking about the dreadnought ergot who was released august 24th 2010 hmm. What? When did his rework happen? I fucking forgot yep. to look it up this time. Ah. I did it last time. July I'm going to be honest. 17th, oh. 2017. Thank you, honey. A, look at that. I'll be honest. I kind of forgot that Urgot got a we work. Urgot got a we work. It's going to be that episode. <laughs> I've had like four sips of wine, apparently. It <laughs> was just it. Uh, yeah, anyway, I did forget that he got a rework because it just. It feels like this has always been Urgot now. <laughs> yeah, they changed his name and everything. He didn't used to be the Dreadnought. He used to be oh, like, I was like, what's the name of Urgot? The head, yeah, the Headsman. Like the Headsman? I thought it was the, yeah, it's something like that. Yeah, right. Cause they, they really liked that word. I think they, they still, do they still use it in the, the new lore? I, don't, I didn't remember, I but Headsman I don't remember was seeing it. in my brain. Let's see, let me, the Headsman's Pride. The Headsman's Pride. Yeah, I, Interesting. Yeah. I I couldn't forget old Urgot because I think he was probably the ugliest character model that existed. So ugly. He's still yeah. pretty bad, but intentionally. He, yeah. Yes, intentionally, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I mean, like, really, like, visually de- obnoxious almost is like the way I would describe it. <laughs> I gotta look this up now. I don't remember. God, 2017? That wasn't that long ago. It feels like it was a long time yeah. ago. Never mind. Urgot. I mean, original. Was there. When did the Summoner's Rift uh Oh my god, you're right. <laughs> I forgot that's what he looked like. Right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Just imagine that kicking around on the the current Summoner's Rift, right? Not the old one, but like the current one. It's so it, it's so bad. Right? It's really bad. It's I do miss his old old though. <laughs> Hyperkinetic position reverser. Hyperkinetic position, <laughs> Is that what yeah. it was called? <laughs> Yeah, that's amazing. Now, do you know that because it was mentioned in the Journal of Justice article, or is it just like you do it off the dome? You just remembered it. I I do distinctly remember that uh, alt for its ridiculousness, like that yeah. that one, and like the the um you know finale fungen always stuck in my head as just being <laughs> such stupid. <laughs> yeah. It just doesn't fit Ergot at all, like. It's something Ezreal would shout with his, like, one. the that yeah. one skin that he has. <laughs> right. 
or rumble the rumble skin with the that one oh yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah yeah all right so what does ergot sound like everybody <laughs> We're going to have flawless impressions. This is going to be bad. Um, just imagine me with a breathing machine on as I say this, <laughs> I guess. Uh, this is what he says to Kled. It was my favorite quote that I can find for him. All right. Let me let me think of it again. <clears throat> this is not your land. And that lizard doesn't even like you. So He's mean, so right? Mean, it was right? so mean. He has a lot of petty Such mean. A it's a really petty yeah. one. I was shocked at how many interactions. This must have been like in, when they were really so high. Many. On, like, we're going to have them interact with everybody all the time, constantly. Yeah. I, so like, like, I understood. I guess like if if he interacts with everyone from Piltovers on and Noxus, that is a lot of people. So, But he True. goes out of his way to interact with other completely fucking unrelated people. Yeah. When I was going through yeah, his like quotes, Lulu, I was like, oh, these are at shit. people. Just so many of them. <laughs> what? Yeah. Yeah. Don't worry. I know exactly how many Ooh. and what percentage of the champions who were out at that time that that <laughs> consists of. Oh, damn. Which is, is the only reason really I know why his rework, <laughs> when his rework happened. Oh, okay. <laughs> Man, you did, the, you did the, you went the extra mile. Yeah, you um, did. Uh, the one I picked, uh, I thought was very uh, relevant to this podcast in general, which was, um, this one has potential. <laughs> I didn't think to use my hands. I should have let you go first. And then nice. I so now I'm, I'm going to do that. Can I do it again? <laughs> oh, too late. Too late. <laughs> yeah, go for it. I did find when I was doing it, good to keep the hands open. Because if it's closed, oh, it just makes open. it very muffled. Mm. If you hide in the shadows... You are only drawing me home. Because yeah. he already sounds a little bit like Bane. And then this was such a, <laughs> oh, I was is that born the in game? the shadows quote. <laughs> is that the game? Or God or Bane? no one did like, oh, so you come to die with your zippy. Yes. <laughs> that was a fucking like sick Bane impression. <laughs> Have you done that before? <laughs> or did you just discover oh, you're really good at Bane? <laughs> This is kind of a really funny voice to do, I think. And, okay, you know. so he's just Bane all the time. <laughs> so you talk to your baby. <laughs> oh, yes, Hi. your diaper needs to yes, change you. You shit your pants, yeah. <laughs> uh, I will start doing that. It actually sounds like fun. <laughs> She'd probably fucking love it. <laughs> I'll give it a crack, I'll let you know. Well, on the universe page, uh, he has a bio and a short story. That's all that's linked there. Although that is, he's yeah. in some other stuff. That's Wildly, all that's linked there. Yeah. He very much is a main character in another story that's not linked there. Yeah. Which um, which it gives yeah. us more insight about, like, you know, kind of where he was right before he was imprisoned again. But. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. I mean, it's actual, like, um, like the, the narrative development stuff, which I guess given what we just talked about in the last episode is probably going to get chucked out you know with, like because uh, arcane's canon now and it, yeah. it doesn't really line up anymore i um, know i'm curious what's gonna happen i mean this is takes place so far after arcane so it's hard to even say that's true that's true but you one could, thing we did speculate on for arcane season two was maybe ergot would make an appearance and i would fucking love that <laughs> I would still kind of love it. You know? I would. I think it fits even more now. Now that I've read his lore, because I really didn't know anything about him. Um, mm. Yeah, this is as I was, as I was reading into it too. Like Zon has such a fucking rogues gallery <laughs> of villains to choose from. Yeah. If That's they, true. If they wanted. I do really hope that they pick another champion. 
Um, sure. Yeah, Silco was great, obviously. Um, but I would like a, a champion as villain in the future. Well, you know, I remember when we were talking about Arcane, I thought Urgot would be a lot of fun because he's so different than Silco. He's, he's yes. like, whereas Silco was a lot more, like, humanized and you could, you could, he was very sympathetic in, in many ways. Urgot is completely, like, the the, uh, the opposite mm-hmm. end of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. I kind of like that. Um, but, anarchy. I mean, to your point, John, right? And I thought it was not neat that, like, he, you could have him and Renata in the same space who are both, mm. like, villains and they would absolutely not work together at yeah. all because they're so... Like their their worldviews are so different, and it's kind of it's kind of cool. I kind of like it. Yeah. Well, I guess we'll get into Urgot's bio, which I, for some reason, don't fucking have notes for. Well, I didn't take them. That's why I don't have. <laughs> <laughs> Someone came and deleted all these notes that I read. Someone deleted it all. My cat ate my notes. Bobby. This <laughs> morning, my fucking daughter was slamming on the keyboard. <laughs> as I was trying to do this. And I was like, I guess I'm putting this away. <laughs> uh, anyway. This is by David Slagle. Thank you. Oh, I, okay. I'm a little nervous doing this bio without notes because honestly, there's kind of more to it than I was expecting. Um, although I guess it can mm-hmm. be kind of simple. Urgot was just a normal murderous man in Noxus. He was sent away uh, when Swain was about to overthrow Borm Darkwill. They kind of tricked him and were like, hey, there's uh, some people in Zaun that are going to overthrow the government. Can you go check that out? <laughs> and then uh, and then Swain usurped. I fucking love that Piltover Zaun is where people just get sent when <laughs> you needed like a diversion. Like in that fucking Yordle cinematic when they were trying to rescue <laughs> And Tristana was like, go to, go to, go to Piltover. There's something happening there, of course. Because there's always something happening there. (laughs) It's so dense, right? Uh, Urgot ends up getting uh, captured and imprisoned in Zaun. And he goes under, what is that area called? They call it the Dredge? The Dredge. The Dredge, right. It's like a mine. There's a lot of layers. Because I was like, okay, the sump is this (laughs) one area. And then we're we're under the sump now. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> I don't know which one this is. So the dredge, yeah. Uh, he was a torch. Well, no, actually, he was just kind of a uh, working in the mines for a long time. What was the uh, the Warren's name? Voss. The Voss. 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 Yes, Voss. She was. Uh, she would torture people in exchange for their escape. Kind of. <laughs> she would torture them until they spilled out their secrets with the promise of escape afterwards or being let go afterwards. Is well, I think in this I... case, escape is death. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's written in a weird way. The, yeah, the sentence yeah. itself is is structured, I think, incorrectly. I had to read it a few times. I, thank you. Okay, yeah. it wasn't. I'm not just dumb. Well, I am, but <laughs> also it was a bad <laughs> sentence. <laughs> So yeah, Urgot Ur- Ur- got, Ur- got a lot of secrets this way. He learned a lot about Zahn and realized Zahn's, Zahn's built on pain, I guess. So he's kind of like uh, the Udyr of Zahn. <laughs> it's like we all need to fight and be in pain. So he ends up he ends up on Voss's table, and when she's trying to torture him, he's just giggling the whole time, and that freaked her the fuck out, and she dipped, which was all very glossed over. <laughs> really want more right. about it really, that it really was like how are how are you got... scaring the warren of zon <laughs> like... who has you on her torture table yeah right so much so that she just kind of like i'm not dealing with this shit fuck this yeah. fuck. <laughs> abdicate all responsibility right you know yeah, you, you, hand... you own this place now i'm out <laughs> yeah she retired <laughs> <laughs> and ergot took over what happened after that 
so he he enjoys being a, a dick. Yes. And uh, he kind of is constantly sermoning around, and people are kind of forced to listen to him, and then he does kind of right. develop a fanatical following, and eventually, oh, eventually a Noxian spy yes. gets thrown into the right. prison. Like, the prison is still kind of operating. There's yeah. parts of it that Urgot controls, and I guess a spy got captured and sent into the prison from Noxus, and is like, oh, hey, Urgot, you're a Noxian, you'll help me, and Urgot th- kills him, <laughs> and, and then Urgot kind of, that's what, like, is the impetus for him to realize, oh... Noxus is not ruled by strength; it's ruled by people, um, and people are fallible. So we need to like just test everybody to see if they're worth surviving, and that's what causes the breakout, right? Yeah, um, it, it chugs on. <laughs> so there was some kind of explosion. By a lot, yeah. Apparently, yeah. I feel like this is also glossed over a yeah, little bit. Yeah, they don't bit, really talk about. This. But it was very specifically kind of said they started a riot that ignited a chemtech vein within the mine. Urgot shook the city above and cracked the prison open in an explosion that rivaled the birth of Zon itself. Yeah, that seemed like kind of a yeah. big deal. That was a big explosion, y'all. It, and they just mentioned that a bunch of the prisoners themselves died. So I don't know if like people above died or just prisoners. Maybe they're being hyperbolic. That's the only thing mm. I can assume. Yeah, is yeah. to be hyperbolic. Because this is like what Urgot thinks. <laughs> Like, but you were, it was like you a weren't even there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was probably more than that. But. This one rivals on. Yeah. <laughs> or whatever it is. <laughs> no, stop. God, Urgot is such a weirdo. He's like the guy mm. in Skyrim who's always yelling and, <laughs> and like preaching. <laughs> it was oh, white sure, run. Yeah. yeah. And you're like, oh my God, when can I just kill you? You're in public. The Talos guy, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. God, I was thinking like Mass Effect too. Like you, you are a blight. Yes. Yeah. Oh, you're right. Oh God, uh, he's so annoying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's kind of what he's going on. Street up preachers, in... fuck him, right? In <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Zon, he got more of a following up there, and we get more details about kind of what happened in a Vi and Caitlin story. That we must have talked about with Caitlin, although I really genuinely don't remember. We kind of like hand waved. I think we just said that she's like a, a hairy like police chief. It's like, uh, the Kim Barons are up my ass. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah that type of shit. it doesn't fit at all with her. But we'll talk about that. Yeah, yeah he does get arrested uh, eventually, though. But he still has a very, very loyal cult like following, and now he's in a Piltover prison. But it kind of seems like maybe he's just chilling. Yeah, hmm. yeah. They kind of go into that a bit in the story, and I mean, and 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 I guess they also kind of get it into the warrior cinematic, which seems to be a you know, mm. just a direct kind of follow up on that. So yeah, yeah. I don't know. Um, it was pretty good though. Um, there's a lot of information, uh, but it it wasn't it wasn't ooty or dense. I feel like no, yeah. it all. Uh, I I never felt like they were going on tangents, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, the bulk of it is, like, him in the prison, you know? I mean, it kind of... It, it, there's a lot going on with him as a, as a character specifically, but, like, the actual events are pretty um, pretty easy to summarize, I guess I should say. Like, they, like you could... If you really wanted to, you could get, like, a three or four bullet point, like, this, this, this. Yeah, anyone it. who would need uh, help summarizing it is a real <laughs> goober. <laughs> well, I mean, like, if you really wanted to condense it, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah, I guess important uh, to mention, after he took over prison, that's when... 
all of his augmentations happen. Oh he yes, yes. Yeah. He replaced yeah. his uh, his weak bits, which I guess were his it's, most just, of him. He skipped leg day. Is yeah, what he's like, yeah. I need eight he was legs. Ah like, oh, shit, my legs suck. <laughs> I need more of them in metal. Stat. <laughs> Big guns. Yeah. In every leg. Fuck this arm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Fuck it, right? I guess the other thing they go into, too, is that he specifically really seems to dislike Kim Barons. And I know it's been said somewhere, I think our rioter said this, that all of, like, the tattoos or, like, scarification tattoos he has are Kim Barons sigils that he has deposed, killed, oh. deposed, whatever. Because hmm. um, I know, like, in his login, when they were still doing logins, it, it's, like, in his flesh, it's just him getting a tat on his arm, right? It's, and I think it's that's the, the story behind it. Which is kind of cool. I don't know. He's yeah. really grimdark, yeah. but I th- I kind of like him. Like, I don't know. Ergon, I, I think it's kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, I had a few notes for this one. So he had one quote sure. that said, uh, Surrounded by agents of the Kembarans and enraged that everything he believed was a lie. And like, you know, not everything you believed was a lie. Like, you believe strength should rule. And Swain beat the shit out of Dark Will to take his spot. So, I mean, you know, that's a... Uh, that's... That's not a lie. Uh, yeah. yeah. Also, it said... Uh, I mean, what, one thing I thought was weird. So, it said Urgot was dragged down into the Chemtech mines beneath Zahn. He was defeated. He was enslaved. He was not worthy after all. He endured the mine's hellish conditions in grim silence, waiting for death. Which, we don't get a ton of information about Urgot beforehand, but I feel like we get enough that... I'm surprised that that's how he would go down, you know? Like, I feel like from everything that we learned about him leading up to that point, he would be the fight-until-you-die type, not the, you know, kind of get taken and just wait for death to kind of happen. <laughs> yeah, I kind of agree. I, you know, it would be nice to get into his head a little bit in that moment. Like, maybe he had a real um, crisis of... uh conscience or whatever he had like some <laughs> ego death going on when, when that shit happened <laughs> i guess like i see him as sort of like the um because he was i assume he was operating a lot during the the borum dark will period yeah. right so he's kind of like the the when you what am i trying to say when you think about like oh strength rules all in noxus kind of looking at that as just like the raw literal interpretation of like just pure physical strength and stuff and then i guess that's what he was wholly invested in Right, so I think that makes sense to me that he would see like, oh, you're being all sneaky and shit. That's not strength. Strength is, you know, <laughs> being upfront with your schemes, etc. Um, so I, you know, I, I, I'm, 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 I'm open to that to him like seeing Swain as someone who doesn't really align with that ideal. I guess I would say, um, but I, I agree with what you said. I would like to, like I said, I'd like to get into his head a little bit. Um, I don't want a ton of stories from his perspective. He's good as just this ominous. Dreadnought villain guy, um, but a little bit of like the the Urgot before he was the Dreadnought might be kind yeah. of neat to see. Yeah, I think if we we're going to get something from his point of view that would be the most helpful and interesting is the Noxian mm. he was. I, yeah, I, yeah, I would like to see that because a lot of a lot of this and even in the stories, mostly the bio, a lot of the pieces feel a little flimsy. I do like Urgot in general, like a lot. I think he's <sighs> weird. <laughs> but in that good way, <laughs> he's, he's got you know he's 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 unique. Yes, both in and I like characterization and you know uh, portrait. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And his approach to all of this is like 
It is very gruesome and, and barbaric, but less so than you might think, I guess, if that makes sense. I don't know. You'd expect him to be kind of mindless and just, like, beating people up, but he's got, like, sermons. <laughs> yeah, he's got a belief system. Yeah, right? he has a, a very belief clear system. One. And, and all, I like... Yeah. I liked when we see that in the story, how he's gaining followers and how he's preying on people. And as someone who's been watching cult documentaries recently, (laughs) (laughs) you really see it. And I was like, man, if I were in Zon, I'd I'd probably follow this weird spider guy too. Sure. I mean, that's what I was saying is like back when we were doing Twitch, it makes sense that there's a lot of cult kind of um, cult culture, I guess you could say, that exists within Zon because they're so... I mean, talking about disenfranchised, man, like, they're the most vulnerable group of people possibly on Runeterra. Right. Yeah. uh, Barring some very specific instances. Uh, So it makes a lot of of sense that he would kind of be able to operate in that way. I do agree, like you said, that there are pieces that feel flimsy. A lot of it feels like, like you said, his his, his design as a character is cool. The idea of this, like, Noxian Zahn kind of mishmash sort of is cool. So maybe we can hand wave a lot of the little details. And we see that even like the, the story with Vi, they kind of hand wave like a a big part of it, and it's like, oh, it'd be nice to get all the, the like to get into the details a little bit. But um, yeah, it's cool. I don't know. Yeah, it's alright. <laughs> yeah, uh, he had another quote here too. Um, it was not strength that ruled Noxus or got now realized, but men. And uh, I mean, not to um actually you forgot <laughs> but uh it's actually one man one woman and one demon so <laughs> i love that song Let's get That's fucked my... <laughs> <laughs> my favorite country song <laughs> right yo that'd be a sick country song <laughs> mm-hmm. well maybe there maybe maybe you know we'll go back to the uh the parodies we'll, we'll get back into that. i think that song exists in the high u- noon universe for sure it should yeah. Not. Yeah. Right. Uh, last one I had, <laughs> it said, uh, "For Piltover is not the first to shackle Urgot, and one must wonder if any cage can ever hope to hold him for long." He was in prison once. I guess yeah. twice. You know, because he went to the mines. That was kind of a prison. Yeah. And, and then the prison that he got sent to at the end of the. Yeah, Caitlin's story. Too. Well, before this, I mean, he was uh, imprisoned once. Yeah. And he didn't escape. The, his capture was like, I'm done. I'm out. Peace. Yeah. And the second one, he also didn't escape. People He's still there. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, like, yeah. Oh, that's true. If, yeah, in the if cinematic. If people are constantly going to let him out, then, yeah, no prison's going to hold it. <laughs> <laughs> well, if he promises to be, like, super good and to not mm. kill everybody. Right. I did hate, we'll get to that story, and I don't even care. I want to talk about it now. Of like, if you kill him, you're no better than he is. I did hate I yeah. hate that shit so much in stories. So fucking Batman. <laughs> it's just so I'm Batman. Open, I'm open to it with Batman, with Batman specifically, because it's, it's a single character making a single choice for themselves, right? Like, with Batman. Yes. It's like, it's okay. That's the moral code that he personally aligns to. But when you have multiple characters, it becomes a lot harder to, like, make that seem reason i completely agree i read that and i was like i was walking my dog at the time and i started just laughing like, <laughs> like oh this is so stupid um especially yeah, i mean I, fucking, I mean i, I guess we'll especially get more, more, more later but. <laughs> like how we keep saying like we'll get into it when we go through the story uh, right we gotta start with son of her i guess which there's not a lot to say i would assume but. it's pretty short yeah <laughs> it's pretty short and this is also by david is this also by david slagle yeah this is also david yeah. slagle 
Yeah, I did. I did like this story. It is short. It's I think for a color story, it's pretty fun. Um, it's told from the yeah. perspective of just a a, a random Zonite, um, a young, I guess, kid, teen, maybe we'll say they seem pretty young, um, kind of running with his his gang. Um, this is like three other kid, like teens, kids, and they, they. To be fair, they did like beat a guy and mug him, uh, a sump scrapper. I thought it was. Um, uh, but they're kind of enjoying the night. They've just come off of the high of, of robbing a guy, and, and they, they're coming to like one of the, the Zon marketplaces, the Black Lanes, to go get some shimmer wine, um, <laughs> and hoping that they sell it to kids. Uh, and they get there, and things are not copacetic. Uh, obviously, some horrible thing has happened. There's a bunch of dead bodies around, just general chaos, and there is this sort of um, poisonous gas that's spewing out of this pipe, and, and our, our, our POV character kind of realizes that there's someone or something in there. Uh, it's Urgot, everybody. It's Urgot <laughs> in the gas, and and Urgot has a, has someone in the in his grasp, and in the our, our they never give this person a name. So our perspective character uh, realizes it's a Kim Baron. It's the only person who can afford such good augments, and and Urgot, um, you know, kind of forces the Kim Baron to breathe in this 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 gas, very Soko in in, in that way. Um, and it kills the Kim Baron, and and uh, the gas sort of spreads around and kills the rest of the perspective character's friends. And Urgot gets a hold of of this. Guy. I really wish I had a name for this guy. Call him Let's Tim. just call him the, the, voice, the Voice because the we Voice. All know that. Yeah, that's a fair one. Yeah. Gets a hold of the Voice, um, and 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 sort of lets him go. And the Voice sort of just runs off. Um, sc- you know, sort of just screaming at the horror of it all, um, and and as sort of the quote unquote witness or harbinger, um, etc. of Urgot's arrival, the end. <laughs> so Urgot's whole deal is he's testing people with this poison to see who's strong enough to survive. And I'm curious why he picked this. Who is it that can survive it? I think he picked it because this is what he was breathing in, and he survived it. Is that it? Yeah. So yeah. why in the the other story that we're going to read, Vi kind of mentions that people who seem to have augments are more likely to survive it. Um, but I, that seems really strange. And this kid doesn't have any augments, so I'm not... I don't get who survives this and who doesn't. And how this is a show of strength. It's probably a genetic lung thing, if anything, Ergot. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's, I mean I th- he's got beliefs. We didn't say they were smart beliefs. That's true. I will say I don't like this Ergot. <laughs> Because I like the idea of he thinks the str- well, I guess if this is how he's twisted it, of like I'm the strongest because I survived this. Like, yeah, guy. I survived this, and I'm strong, so therefore this anyone who can't survive this must be weak. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, like you said, it's a belief system, but he's he's also insane, right? So it's like <laughs> yeah, it's fair. You're right. He's <laughs> you a know, cold we can't leader, give right? Him the most. That's what are you yeah. gonna do? Um. I do like there's a little bit where he's got the the Kim Baron and he's sort of like posing the question to this to 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 the voice kid is like, you know, he makes you mind all this stuff and when I force him to breathe it, he doesn't he can't survive and you do. So who really is strong? Who really deserves to live here? Um, and the kids, like, I don't know, man. I'm just trying to get out of here. I, I'll just leave <laughs> I just wanted some shimmer wine, man. I just wanted a glass of wine, man. Uh, time to hit the old the old dusty trail. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. yeah, I do it's, like it's that this short. kind of clearly came out after, um, you know, the the idea for Arcane. If if not after Arcane, at least after the idea for Arcane, because there are a lot of references here that we won't see until Arcane. Like they specifically mention 
Shimmer. Like they mentioned yeah. Shimmer wine to begin, and then they, and then he says, "Well, they'd sell Shimmer to a child in the lanes." And the lanes is another thing that we hadn't really heard until Arcane. I will say I had read this story a while back, um, certainly before Arcane, um, and and Shimmer is something that has shown up in other places, other pieces of lore. Um, so I don't know if these were things that like already kind of existed in like maybe some sort of creative Bible for Zahn somewhere in Riot that they kind of pulled from for Arcane. My assumption, I'll be curious to see when this story released, but I have to imagine it, it, it came out a good couple years before Arcane. So my, imag- my, my assumption is that this stuff existed and then Arcane pulled from it to create its stuff. Well, so but they said know. they were working on Arcane for five years and Arcane came out in 2021? Was it? Okay, yeah. Then, then, even? Then quite, and then the, re- it was the rework so was 2017, so, so... Yeah, you might be right then. I guess that's a fair point. It, it's hard for me to, like... That's, the that's timelines are so weird. Right. <laughs> I guess it's hard to say because you yeah. don't know what the lore team... What their insight was to Arcane, you know? We don't know how that's much true. they knew about it. Right. I, like, pretty, know that, pretty heavily, I feel like, like Alex Yee was... Uh, the, the the main connection there, right? Because he was he was kind of one of the heads of the the lore team before Arcane. Mm. Mm. I mean, I know, like I said, Shimmer has shown up before in other zor- stories and Zon. Um, I imagine it was like maybe just a, a kind of nondescript drug that existed in the Zon space that they wanted to pull into a more specific thing. Um, same thing with like the like the concepts of like the lanes. I don't know. It's it's it is neat though. It feels like this feels very authentic to like the arcane experience for lack of a better word yeah. you know, thing to say, present there um yeah I, I i mean i like i said i like this for a short color story i think it was really smart to like we said not get into ergot's perspective instead sort of one of his you know kind of victims and, and it's pretty short but the descriptions of what happens i found pretty f- effective i guess i would say like the way that he talks about his compatriots sort of of dying you know they get very short descriptions but it still feels to me at least pretty impactful when he's seeing them kind of kind of choking out one of them's got like a spray can like a spray paint you know sort of can and the only way he recognizes that person has died is the sound of that can hitting the, the ground and sort of rolling and realizing in that moment oh blah 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 whoever his name is uh has is is gone you know that type of stuff yeah these poor Zon kids, man. Can't catch a break. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you. They just want a night of peaceful, you know, mugging. beating up people. <laughs> just a, li- just a little bit. Just a little bit. A little bit of mugging. Just a little bit of mugging. Such an old video reference. <laughs> but it's so good. Um. Yeah, you want to dive into the the longer one, Child yeah, the of Child of Zahn by Ian Saint. This is the writing credit, Ian Saint Martin. Okay, cool. So this is mostly a Vi story. It's all entirely from her perspective. Um, I guess we'll skim over a lot of that, but the broad strokes are that she is, um, she's doing some undercover work down in Zahn. There's something that's a brewing down there, and it's so significant that the Kim Barons are asking for help. They're the ones who are are, are trying to get assistance, and she's. She's going kind of undercover, like they have to send her down, and they're kind of pretending that she's been kicked off the force. So they take her, they take her badge, and they take her hands. Um, <laughs> that which I really was kind was of a neat way to refer to yeah. it. Yeah. Um, and she's down in Zon, kind of snooping, spying. And while she's going down there, what she's seeing is a lot of 
iconography imagery around uh, spiders is, is a symbol that she sees on repeat. Um, you know, gang, like gang members have it tattooed on them. She she eventually kind of goes back to her the old orphanage that she was from and meets a, a a young woman who had been a little girl when she was there and had you know the little girl had looked up to her. Ro is her name, and Ro is also kind of got some spider iconography going on. And she eventually goes to this 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 meeting, um, and every bunch of Zonites are gathered around from various you know different gangs, all sort of walks of life, and they're there, and they're all there for the the voice, and the voice is this pretty young guy, maybe a little older than Roe, but not much, and uh, the voice is kind of talking, you know, waxing poetic about, like, we're going to, you know, overthrow the oppressors, and we're going to have him, uh, a non-specific individual, kind of will come and, and, and free us all, and, and Vi can't help but get a little a little uppity at it all, and, and uh, they kind of go their separate ways, but she knows Trouble's a Bruin, Caitlin has had kind of sent her on the, the mission in the first place, and she kind of checks in with Caitlin, and 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 we kind of get also that the not only are the the Kim Barons the ones asking for help, but now Hextech is involved. Not quite sure what's going on, but it's big. Some troubles are brewing, uh, and Vi kind of goes back to the orphanage to try and find Roe. Roe's gone, and she kind of realizes that hey, it's all precipitating now. Whatever's happening is happening now. They can't wait anymore, and and apparently. What had happened is that the this cult, this spider cult, whatever, has has kind of uh, rushed. They call it the spire. It's like a a synthetic hextech crystal factory, right? That has its roots down and so on, but it goes all the way to Piltover and produces a bunch of pollution and shit and so on. And it's been a big, horribly you know bloody you know melee. Uh, and Vi's there looking for Roe to try and get her out, and the voice is there. And the voice is like, ah, he comes, the dreadnought, and and it's not just some like idea or some bullshit. It's actually Urgot. It's a, you know, Urgot actually do, does kind of come to everybody. And the voice is like, look, master, we've got these for you, these hextech crystals. And Urgot's like, fuck is this shit? Fuck this. <laughs> He's like, well, so the voice good. is like, yeah, the voice is like, we can we can use these, we can sell these, we can get an army, weapons. And Urgot's like, I don't think you understand, my man. Uh, wealth <laughs> itself is a weakness and a vice, and I thought you were cool, but apparently I was wrong. Um, and this snip, is also snip. where we catch, yeah, snip snip. This is where we catch that the voice is indeed the the perspective character from the the color story. Um, and Urgot then immediately kills the voice, uh, and Urgot with this sort of crowd of everyone's kind of like, what the fuck's going on? I don't know what's happening here. What's happening? This is not what I expected would happen. Uh, Urgot's like. Look, we're gonna test everybody, and we're gonna see who's worthy to survive. Do y'all want to be tested? And they're all like, "Yeah, yeah, test me, Urgot." <laughs> and uh, so he unleashes a bunch <laughs> of fucking me, poison. Test me, Daddy. <laughs> test me. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, you're not wrong. So he puts a bunch of poison gas everywhere, and it kills most people, um, including Roe. Vi is desperately trying to save her, but can't. Uh, and and Urgot and the remaining survivors are kind of. Uh, determined to go up into the spire and unleash the poison on everybody. And I guess the big issue is that if they kill all the the merchant Piltovans, the merchant clan people up at the top, it's going to cause a bunch of fucking problems and Piltover will rain down vengeance on Zahn, etc. Uh, so Vi races up to the top. Uh, Caitlin is there. Um... Urgot and his cult show up and they all get ready for a big, a big fight. And then we kind of 
kind of hand wave away whatever might have happened in that action sequence and it ends with uh caitlin and vi capture ergot and, and like we said there's a moment where vi could have let ergot drop off the side of the spire and die but caitlin's like uh, if you kill him the number of killers in the world remains the same um <laughs> so they they put him in prison and, uh, and, and Vi can't help but kind of think that, you know, when I look at him, he doesn't really look like a guy who's in prison. He looks like a spider waiting in his web is the closing line. Yeah. It's a great closing line. Uh-huh. It is. Yeah. This would have been a it. great uh, novella. <laughs> but as a short story, oh boy, there is too much for me to feel anything for anyone. <laughs> Yeah, I, I you know I would love this as a novella. This would be a great novella. Like they could make. This I had that work exact thought. Sure. Yeah, I think you you need a little more time with Vi doing her kind of under doing her undercover thing, and I do like there's a bit where she's kind of meeting with Kate. Like Caitlin's her like contact, right? And she has to go meet with her handler, and and Caitlin starts mentioning like, okay, well if you hear anything about Hextech, you gotta let me know. And Vi's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Why are you like like it kind of starts to like suggest that there's like a distrust between them and I think more time with that and developing that yeah. could have been really effective but it's yeah. not long enough you know yeah cause like yeah. there's definitely the feeling that like Caitlin is getting these orders from up on high way higher mm. than she has any control over saying no to or anything like that and she also cannot share any details with Vi um, so yeah. like, I'm, I swear to God, I'm telling you all I can tell you, yeah. and that's basically nothing. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, and, and seeing how that would affect the relationship would be so much more interesting. It also feels like it's so dramatic to kick Vi off the force to have her go undercover for p- four hours is what it kind of felt like. <laughs> right. <laughs> like it was. Day, I know it was longer than that. Yeah, yeah, but it was nothing. And they're they're trying to also talk about, and this is not on the writer at all he was probably like he had a very small amount to work with and was trying to have a lot of themes but Vi is going down to Zon again going home again and in a way like that idea feels very strange to her and then she's going down to the sump and her orphanage and Ro doesn't really feel very comfortable with her anymore and these are all ideas that would be great given more time and space to breathe yeah. Yeah. And, and having Vi spend yeah. more time there would be so interesting like having her she's been kicked off the force kicked off the force she's undercover back home and having her have to be there for weeks like that that would be like have an effect on her you know like Especially i would like to see that how out of place she is like she is yeah mm-hmm. like she goes down there and people immediately peg her as like you've yeah you're up, from you've piltover. piltover yeah i see they they said like you know that sun-kissed skin <laughs> which like seems wild to me because like you know vi is not very tan sun-kissed, yeah but but if yeah. we see uh, if you watch the cinematic mm-hmm. i remember i was watching the cinematic before and i assumed that they were like some sort of i don't know fucking creature weirdos shit yeah <laughs> But that's just like that's how pale the people are down that low. Yeah, that's they just... all have really bad vitamin D deficiencies. Like. Yeah, they look like Morlocks <laughs> from fucking. Yeah. <laughs> I was. Oh my god. Yeah, you're yeah. right though, right? Like, there's even a moment where like she she starts like hacking up coughing, and Rose like, uh, you can't handle the gray anymore. I see, you know. Yeah. Like, but yeah, Lungs are too clean. Exactly right. <laughs> You could really start getting into. I mean, Vi is like a great vehicle for getting into Zon and Piltover because she she straddles she straddles the line, right? Like that's her whole yeah. thrust, right? Um, it's supposed to be, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
It, it, I think it, Arcane it, will do a better job with it, but exactly right. Yeah. I, I think that's the thing is that like this is a. I I didn't dislike it. I just think like mm-hmm. it could be mm-hmm. so much more. Right. It, yeah, with, I agree. With, yeah, with, with more space. You know what? We you talked know. about it being a good novella. This story would be a good season two of fucking this Arcane. This would be fucking great. Well, I think it's too early in Vi's arc for this to happen. Although, I don't know. This could be a great season two. <laughs> I would sure. like this. You spend like episode one or and or two with her kind of up in Piltover, establishing mm-hmm. what that like. I don't know. I, I don't disagree, though. I mean, like, Urgot comes off really, like, he's so cool. He's For Urgot's part, yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. For he's Urgot's very... part. Um, get the buildup of waiting for Urgot to show up is really cool, and seeing like how devoted the people have become to him, um, is very true and cult like as well. Like she, Vi had mentioned, Vi had found a mask. Um, when Urgot was releasing the the poison, that was how she was able to stay there and not die. Although maybe she would survive it, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but she mentioned She's like strong. <laughs> she was trying to get the mask on Roe and Roe was refusing it. She she wanted this test. She wanted to breathe in the poison to prove herself to Urgot. And I'm like, bitch, you never even met him until today. <laughs> that was how loyal his yeah. followers were already. I also love how Urgot's plan is very bad. He doesn't have a good plan. <laughs> He's like, we're going to just gonna poison my bring the poison up here. March. <laughs> I'm going to march with the remaining six. I don't right. know. Urgot, maybe right. if you had let them live. <laughs> okay and they're like is he just not understanding like that piltover (laughs) like he's gonna send the poison up there and kill like a few piltovens or few pilties but like what are the rest of them gonna do ergot like they're gonna fight and who knows how long the fight went on i couldn't tell us it was either hours or days it's just flashes it's just images just a big that was the wildest i don't think i'd ever seen a story skirt away from what should have been an action piece right (laughs) so so strongly it was really weird yeah weird's a good way to describe it and sad i want to see ergot fight against people i mean we see it in the cinematics so that's cool but yeah sure right um i mean tying this to arcane again Mm. We didn't talk about it a lot, but the reason she was kicked off the force in the first place, this whole story opens with these kids um, mm. kind of, uh, uh, what were they, what were they like protesting uh, outside of? They were or, like, vandalizing something. What they were doing. Yeah. They were um, breaking they were like, and shit. Yeah. They were, they were Piltovens who were like, you know, we're treating Zonites wrong. And so they were, they were showing their, their displeasure through vandalism and not through vandalism actual protest yeah um and so you know vi vi arrested them um and uh she was like hey i'm i'm from zon like (laughs) you don't speak for me come on man (laughs) um but you know in in doing so roughed them up a little bit um a little bit but then we find out that those kids were spawned from clan madarda which I'm really curious if, like, we know this is a little bit in the future because Caitlin is sheriff and, you know, Vi's on the force now. Like, is this a is this a Jace and um, Mel baby? Could be. 
<laughs> Yo, that'd be so fucking funny, dude. Imagine, like, their like kid <laughs> is, like, this rich kid trying to... Pr- and, like, their hearts are in the right place, right? Like, they're understanding that Zahn is not being treated well, but they're doing it in a very, like, rich kid privilege way. Right, like, I don't want to go down yeah. to Zahn and help. I'm not going to go down do... there and help. I'm not going to, like, use my money to help. I'm going to spray paint this wall. <laughs> like, or whatever it was. break a tea shop doing. or whatever it was. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah a tea that's shop. what they did. They, they roughed up a tea shop. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> that could have been yeah. owned by, you know, Uncle Iroh, for all you know. Aww. <laughs> Aww. <laughs> what a crossover. Man, I, right? Yeah. Um, I would kind of like that, though. I feel like Vi would probably give them a little extra a little extra um, mustard on the, the knuckle sandwich. It's like, oh, you're Jason's kid? <laughs> <laughs> I fought with him once. He's a real piece of shit. <laughs> Yeah. Although I do like if if it is Mel and Jace's kid, they're Medardas and not Talos's. <laughs> I guess that's that's yeah. Who, I mean, yeah. who knows how the the clan inheritance shit works? To be fair, yeah, don't know. Um, interest. All right, a few things about the spire. Um, so, uh, they said I'm not sure who owns the spire. Pharos isn't the only player in the synthetic hex crystal game anymore though they're still making the strongest, purest kind, which is interesting because I feel like last we read in Camille, Pharos was kind of the only player in the synthetic Hextex crystal game. Um, so it's it's interesting to see that expanding out. And in terms of, um, you know, Arcane being canon now and the Hex crystals no longer just being <laughs> Skarner's ancestors, um, <laughs> you know, it's it's realistic to see that all of the you know all of zon's like oh no we could make money from this um yeah. another thing that i find really really funny about this is so there's a giant spire right it goes from zon all the way up to piltover and i feel like generally speaking when you have a manufacturing facility a lot of the waste you know some goes into the water right a lot of it goes up into the <laughs> sky through like <laughs> exhaust pipes whatever i really like the idea that they went out of their way to design this spire <laughs> so that everything fucked the lower city and they got it. went up into piltover pretty on, it's pretty on brand frankly i did i gotta like it like unironically right it's pretty on brand. i like that they talk about how i guess i like the broad idea of the kim barons and the um the merchant clans in general kind of just being aligned like yeah. you guys do your hex thing, you pay us a some like fi- not finder's fee, but some cut of whatever you're getting from the crystals, and we'll keep it here. And on top of that, they talk about like the uh, the Kim Barons are the ones who keep it, the the thugs in front of the spire, like keep it secure, right? They run security down in Zon because obviously Zana is like, hey, this thing's fucking up our day. Let's <laughs> shut it down. And the Kim Barons themselves are the ones who kind of keep it, you know, running, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, I like it. Yeah. Uh, I like another line of Urgot here too. Um, they said this this was kind of after the voice was like, "Hey, we can use these crystals to like make an army." After he shut that shit down, uh, he was like, "You know, they awoke so shackled to these gems that in their absence, their civil the civilization they had inherited would end." Um, which is very true, even you know at the point that we're at in Arcane Season One. 
remember they get to the point where they're like oh we've got to we've got to shut down the hex gates like people are dying and everyone immediately is like no 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 we can't shut down the hex mm. gates no we're <laughs> going to be fucked if we shut down the hex gates and this is in the future so who can we can only imagine how many other things are now run on hex tech so it's i mean it's a, a very very accurate uh you know observation by by ergot here um and it's interesting too one of the other things he mentioned in here is like hey the people who built this city like they, they were awesome like they did good and the people who inherited it they suck <laughs> they really they really they were given a lot and they really squandered it you know <laughs> sure well i mean i think it's kind of like what you were saying a little bit rebecca that like you know there's a lot i mean he's very gruesome like the descriptions of how people are dying to the poison gas it's very gruesome and brutal um but you're, I mean, you're right that like the what he's saying is, I mean, that's just that's just something you see observable in like IRL, right? Is that you know it's very often the case that um, whoever is kind of leading the charge can can have a lot of admirable qualities, and the people who inherit it, um, you know, they, they they don't necessarily have all those strengths that that maybe we 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 admire and things like that. You know, it's 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 he's got a point in some ways, you know. In, the, yeah. in that, you know, in that I want to call out boomers instance. here, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we know who we're talking about. <laughs> you know, in, like I said, in that very specific sort of line of reasoning, he then goes on to poison and kill a bunch of people. So, like, eh, you know, you know, I'll even say... a broken clock is right twice a day. <laughs> sure, right. Every cult documentary I've watched, there is a point where I'm sitting there with my glass of wine on the couch, going, "I'm joining this cult." <laughs> Man, you and Sarah. This cold out was real fucking nice, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Just the beginning before it gets weird. (laughs) Now, they're just living on the land and helping each other. Loving the sky and the sea. (laughs) You know, every time a cult starts as a commune before it becomes a cult. (laughs) (laughs) Right. But then some guy shows up and it's and like, oh, it. that's fa- when you his lose name's me. father. Right. That's when you want me to worship a man? No. The no I just wanted to grow fucking turnips. <laughs> <laughs> Sell them on the I was enjoying the orgies market. in okay, the you fields. Want, you just want to play Harvest it. Moon. I think yeah. it's what I'm doing here. <laughs> oh, fuck. Uh, now, an interest that we talked about all the kind of villains in Zon and how it has so many now we mentioned that um ergot's test basically just a poisoning new test most likely to be passed by people with uh breath you know breathing augmentations it seems like if if people who are augmented are generally the people who are passing his test it seems like he would really get along with victor you know that would be like, a nice good turn to arcane huh yeah <laughs> oh so sad though <laughs> we know that's coming right but i'm still gonna be so sad when the victor jace breakup happens <laughs> yeah i'll be curious because the little i know of victor is that he really does not get into any of that like uh whatever that cult is that surrounds him i don't remember what they're called anymore oh, yeah. it's been too long the Vickies. um the Vickies. <laughs> yeah. He's not about that shit. He's he's really no. just wants to do his little research. Um, but but <laughs> in the same by the same token, Ergot also is not terribly into like the. Yeah, well, I, I mean, guess in some ways he's like. Yeah, right. He, he kills most. Sure, they're worthy. Yeah, you know, he, he kills with, like the Batman line, right? Like, I'm an I. I'm not. A, I'm more than a man or a god. I'm an idea. 
Uh, he does. So yeah. Oh, yeah. I have that quote here. You believe you have the power to destroy me. You don't. You never did. That is a door that will never be opened to you. Yeah. Shut up, Urgot. Right? See, this That's is what, what I, I think about... cult. <laughs> I thought about that in the bio. They said that, like, the prisoners that are around him are kind of just, like, forced to hear him rambling all the time. And so he's like, dude, shut the fuck up, man. Right? I swear to God, if this guy didn't have, like, eight guns built into his legs, I would say something. <laughs> right? I do love that moment when, I like... I missed the when, torture like... warrant. <laughs> At least she was predictable. She was quiet. She didn't shut. She didn't constantly bramble. I do love that moment when, like, I think he he says some shit about like how Piltover is great, and everyone's sort of like, "What?" And then he grabs a hold of the voice, and everyone in that moment realizes, "Oh wait, this dude is mostly weapons." Actually, now that I think about it, <laughs> every part of this guy is a gun or a blade for the most part. So. Yeah. Uh. Only other thing I had here was that main point of Vi not killing Urgot when she had the chance. Now, obviously, if Caitlyn were in this position, yeah, Caitlyn, Caitlyn would spare him. It's fine. That's Caitlyn's character. We know it. Um, Vi, we know a few things about. Hot-headed. That's the main thing. Main thing we know about her, hot-headed. Another thing, cares a lot about Roe. <laughs> really yeah. cares. Uh, was willing to give up her own breathing mask so that Roe could live, and Urgot went and murdered her. I I do not believe for a second that Vi would not have been like, no, I get what you're saying, Kate, but fuck off! Yeah, I think she should have at least tried, even if she was stopped. Yeah. I feel like she would have tried. Yeah, maybe if Caitlyn had, like, netted her right at the end. <laughs> there. Which, for the record, I love the fact that they mentioned that the way they captured Urgot was Caitlyn's, her little net. you know, caliber net. <laughs> the, the thought of My just a dash. net... <laughs> so his, legs, his legs would get caught in all the <laughs> honestly hey man, Annette like is the best way to take him down because all the little holes in it it's little feet we get I feel like it. a bolo would be a great way oh, a bolo would be good <laughs> you get Ringo in this shit right but, yeah I completely agree frankly I would have liked Vi dropping him and maybe he's just survives in some capacity and if frankly, I could it would see make, he, it would make... he might survive yeah he he's literally survived when we meet him he's on this spire and he's got his claw oh, you're right. into the wall and he's just dropping down mm-hmm. let Caitlyn yeah. drop him and he's just like okay dip I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, oh, yeah. oh, shit, I forgot about that. He did that just we a few minutes ago yeah. or a few days ago. Who knows how long that fight took. Right, right. <laughs> was, I still can't believe they didn't describe the fight. I, I y'all, y'all, you read the story and you're like, oh, a big fight's about to start. Here we go. Oh, but I just told us that and it was over. it was a long, it was like a fight you'd write in a screenplay. When you're a screenwriter, you don't Insert have to write fight the fight. Here. You're just like, they fight. <laughs> That was right. it. <laughs> like a choreographer will take care of that. Care. I don't need to write. Yeah. <laughs> I think I must have been like, oh fuck, I'm at the word limit. Uh, this other stuff's more important. <laughs> the fight's a flash. I don't remember any of it. Yeah. Uh, she was tired. So. You know, she couldn't describe the fight. It's exhausting. Uh, yeah, it's exhausting. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> yeah, that was that's uh, Canon Ergot. I guess I guess it's worth going to the cinematics here because cinematics. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Canon yeah. got to before we go into the old yeah. lore. So he shows up in a few places. Um, the first one is probably Warriors. Warriors. Yeah. Um, which picks up 
uh, right after Urgot, well, we don't know if it's right after, but it, it's after <laughs> Urgot was imprisoned and his followers break him out. And there's some good callbacks to the story. Here. Yeah. Um, so one, one uh, Caitlin had joked about how much, when they were putting him into prison, she was like, I wonder how much we could take off of his body and have him still be alive. Um, but, you know, in the end, she didn't take anything off his body. But y'all, like we mentioned, like 90% of his body is a weapon. You should absolutely take some of it off. That is really funny that they just left all the machine guns on him. They didn't even take the ammo out. He was still fully loaded when he got out of his fucking jail. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, my God. So you're so bad. right. I never even thought about that. They open his jail and he just fucking lights them up. He's just starting blasting. (laughs) (laughs) Holy shit. If he took two of his legs, he probably wouldn't be able to walk anymore. (laughs) Like the way those work. Right. There's probably some hydraulics and shit in there. You need all of them from to work. Yeah. Wrap a rope around them or two. Fuck Just it. Right. Literally right. anything. Uh, they were like, no, this goo will do it. This goo will take care of it for us. No, no one will turn. No one will pull this lever. No one's right? gonna pull this no lever. One lever. Yeah. It's, it says release ergot. <laughs> Press here. Cultists not allowed. We put the sign up and everything. A little fly like lands on it. Just <laughs> ah, beans. He got out again. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> this is worse than Arkham. <laughs> I feel like in Arkham they bad. at least take the weapons right? they before they at least disarm the people. Uh, it's a cool so, cinematic, whatever. It is a very cool cinematic. Don't 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 think don't get us wrong. It's very cool. How boring it would be if we had to stop and reload everything. Right? <laughs> it would really kill the actions. Oh, hold on. Hang hold on, hang on. on. <laughs> now we just sound like bad man. Right. Oh Jesus. Uh, so when Urgot sees Vi in the child of Zahn with her gauntlets on for the first time, what he says is that the gauntlets make her weak. Um, you know, you know, it's, uh, relying on those has made you weak. So it was very cool to see her lose her gauntlets in this cinematic and then knock his ass down with her fists. That was great. What's great is like, Erica, you think those make her weak? How strong do you think her goddamn arms have to be to hold those things up? Right. That was an interesting thing from the story too. I do love that the very first... Oh, yeah. her, she gets into a fight yeah. right when she gets down into Zon and she punches a dude immediately like almost breaks her hand she's, she's like, like oh fuck, fuck I forgot, oh, fuck, I forgot right. about this <laughs> oh, my hands aren't made of metal anymore shit yeah. it was that still was, a good punch but nice. yeah she fucked up her hand um I, this is something I was looking for on the thugs I was looking for spider tattoos or like earrings or necklaces or anything mm. but I could not see any oh. so I don't know yeah. if Maybe I like how you so, put a sad face I did put a sad face. <laughs> that would have been a very cool detail. I would have loved you, that. I didn't see any. It's, maybe someone with up. better eyes will find some, but I didn't you see You said any. it like, I, and I found them. They had Each one had them. I was like, oh, wait, attention to detail. No. I know. No. That's the, I wanted you to experience the same disappointment that I <laughs> experienced. <laughs> I've been tested. and I, I am Ergot. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> 
That was me blowing the poison egg. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I assume that's what he does. It's just his Mate. breath. Oh. <laughs> um. He's got puppy breath. Uh, last thing I had from this one is yeah if you want to see how they immediately recognized that Vi had been to Piltover watch this cinematic that's what the other fuckers look like (laughs) so pale yeah there's no sun there (laughs) there's no sun and they do mention that like the sun makes it to the promenade which is literally the the highest point of Zon (laughs) Yeah. You'd think they'd have, like, fake tanning beds or something. I feel like... <laughs> right, with all the augments they have. <laughs> you need a Guido to get down there. And <laughs> <laughs> Fucking saw it. Fuck. <laughs> Maybe it's the opposite. Are you trying Maybe to do a like Jersey really... impression? Because No, I, I, ab- okay. I abandoned it real quick. Okay. <laughs> We're not even going like, to attempt that shit. Yeah. Uh, now, he also shows up in the test, which was the... Uh, Wild Rift cinematic that was kind of his introduction to Wild Rift. Um, So this was a cool, this was a cool cinematic too. Um, He's kind of just busting into this rich dude's uh, house. But you said busting. He's busting into (laughs) fucking Ergot straight busting. For real, for real, no cap. So there, uh, one thing that I loved here, again, big arcane vibes, is one of Urgot's thugs is kind of struggling to pick the lock to this rich dude's manor, and then Urgot just comes in and kicks the door down. It's like, literally one for yeah. one, that fucking, <laughs> yeah, the, uh, patio scene. Mm-hmm. Um, so he, uh. He goes in, gives one of his big sermons. You know, one of those big ergot sermons. Sure. Rich people suck. Wealth is the worst. Um, and meanwhile, his thugs are breaking up the place. Hesitantly, it should be noted, they keep like picking up things that are clearly worth a lot of money and being like, <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> it's, almost, it's almost cartoonish, I will say. The way they do I gotta it. see this. I haven't seen this. Um, and then so this rich dude was here the whole time he's kind of hiding under his desk hearing this whole sermon um, and he's like ooh I gotta I gotta get the fuck out of here so he tries to run into his back room but Urgot kind of catches him by the legs and pulls him back and it seems almost like Urgot's gonna give him a test like he, he the, his, his speech is kind of like oh we shall test you to see if you are worthy but then he just fucking shoots him in the face so I don't, I don't think know anyone's he... gonna be able to pass that test. Yeah, this just sounds like the old witch test from back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> you just fucking drown the witch, and if they drown, they're like, "Oh, I guess it wasn't a witch." Um, no one's gonna pass that test, Urgot. Even the augmented. Uh, so yeah, he shoots that dude, um, and then they leave. But one of his followers uh, goes into the rich guy's desk and picks out like a bobble, you know, a little like bandle that looks like it's kind of worth a lot of money and he's about to pocket it. But then Urgot turns around and he's like, disappointing, <laughs> not worthy. And then fucking ults him. Ooh. Yeah. So the, the test good. was really, yeah. Yeah. And it has rock and yeah. music at the end of that shit too. It's, is it, it's not his login theme music is it i, I, I like, forgot to listen, listen to, to it again yeah. i didn't recognize it as his login theme music it might be but <sighs> it rocks so if that's his login theme music fucking cool as hell i'd have to listen to him again yeah 
Um, but yeah, he's cool. He's cool in, in cinematic form. That's why I really want to see him in Arcane. Right? Yeah, he translates. I feel like better cool. than you would have thought. Yeah, for how yeah. kind of dummy looks. <laughs> <laughs> a little cartoonish, but uh, he kind of works. Yeah. I don't know. It's a visual design now. I feel like that that works enough that <laughs> a lot of people use it. I think mm. I have in the fun facts a, a handful of characters that basically just are ergot. Um, Interesting. Yeah, it's a very I'm popular curious. design. <laughs> it's very yeah. creepy. It is very creepy. Is it's it just like generally like the the bald pale guy with a mask type situation, or like the whole legs? Spider the legs. whole spider legs okay. to go along okay. with it too. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's 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 kind of canon. Uh, canon ergot. Give me that old lore. We got some old lore, y'all. All right, so old old ergot. Urgot was a normal, super strong warrior in Noxus, uh, and he killed lots of, lots of folks. Um, and then when his body was finally too spent to do any more warring, he became an executioner. Um, unfortunately, his, his hands had been so fucking ruined by this point that they just grafted blades onto his arms so that he could do his executing better. I did for Yeah, I did forget that... Um... Even in his his new lore, he did have Draven's job, didn't he? Wasn't yeah, he was yeah. the executioner. Yeah. He was the executioner, which I didn't know that until I was looking through his quotes and saw he was like, "This is my replacement." A, a pale comparison. A pale comparison. Which let's not call people pale. Come on, Urgot. <laughs> <laughs> but it is wild they went for Urgot. Imagine Draven meeting Urgot now, and he's like, "Ah, oh, fuck, all right." <laughs> <laughs> he's got way more weapons than me. He's so many legs. Uh. <laughs> Uh, so he he would often go with the armies um, on their conquest to kind of do executions of the enemies on site, you know, so they don't need to bring all the people back. You know, uh, an executioner of convenience, if you will. So um, nice of him. Right. Uh, and one of these units that was captured and was going to be executed was Jarvan IV. Um, so right before being executed... Uh, Garen came to rescue him and cut Urgoth right in half. Urgot right in half. Um, so they sent Urgot to. The... He's fine, obviously. Well, he was very dead. Oh, He's super very dead. Yeah. Uh, so they sent his body to the Bleak Academy for reanimation. <laughs> that's what they. That's what their reanimation academy was called. We're going back um, to school. What the fuck. <laughs> That's um, like where Wednesday Adams should go. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Bleak Academy. <laughs> um, apparently, though, his body was too broken for reanimation. Oh, no. So Stanwick Padiddly, uh, who you may recognize from Arcane. <laughs> I forgot about that name. <laughs> but also was kind of the the original bad boy of uh, of chemistry. Oh, the on. bad boy of chemistry. Okay. Um, he built him a new terrifying mechanical body. Sure. Uh, so now, as much machine as man, Urgot arrived at the League of Legends. Hell yeah. In search of the man who ended his life, necromantic energies coursing through his metal veins. God, I just got such a rush. You haven't said that so Fuck long. Fuck you! You're yeah. Uh, <laughs> feel so empowered yeah. <laughs> let's go play a league <laughs> now he also has a judgment Ooh. he does yeah you got this shit uh, I did yeah so uh, Urgot is kind of waddling into the old the old summoner's hall I don't know there's been a lot of time talking about this guy as being just generally gross looking it's rude uh, <laughs> alright the exact quote 
his <laughs> spider-like legs ferrying his bloated, bulbous body towards his ultimate goal. Okay, they didn't have to describe <laughs> me like that. That was incredibly rude. Right? I know this is a champion judgment, but please, a little judgy. Ew. <laughs> That's how they describe him in Cosmo. <laughs> Uh, the victorious skin's gone wrong <laughs> but, um, yeah he goes into the thing and they send him back they send him back and he's 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 in the throes of of not passion of of some of judgment <laughs> what a Freudian slip there mark god i hate that visual that you just conjured you know what i don't you're welcome <laughs> but he's bloated and bulbous no. right they talk about how he's like sweaty too. That's the other thing. Right, too, is it like sweats. John, you talk about how hot I am when I'm sweaty all the time. Yeah, because you, you're not Moist. a mechanical spider legs. Talk uh, to me then. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's back. He, he's back imagining himself in a battle, right? And he's fighting super duper good. Um, and he's fighting super hard, <laughs> and uh, and he gets all fucked up. Uh, and then he kind of transports to the next vision, which is him about to execute Jarvan the Fourth. So the first vision, Garen fucks him up. In the second vision, he's going to ex- execute Jarvan. Garen shows up and fucks him up again. And then Garen's all like, hey, why do you want to join the League, Urgot? Uh, and Urgot's just mad, and he wants revenge. It's kind of what it says in the bio, frankly. And uh, and then it's like, how does it feel to expose your mind? And he tries to kill Garen, not realizing that it's just a, a weird vision. And... Uh, <laughs> Garen just dissipates in the mist, and Urgot is just left there, ready to join the league to try and kill Garen. Um, Scion shows up. Scion was Urgot's old commander, which I guess makes a lot of sense because they, like this, that old Urgot, it seems really similar to new Scion, where he was just right. a really good warrior. Oh, <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah, and um, I, I guess I did like the little moment where he's like. He's in the vision, right? And he's like, oh, my hands. Oh, my hands. Oh, shit. I've got my hands back. I can grip this axe. This is awesome. And he's just like back into it. Um, he doesn't miss a beat. So I do love that when he does finally catch up to Garen in the first part of his vision, he like gives a big old swing with his axe. Um, Garen <laughs> kind of dodges out of the way, so the axe hits a tree instead, and his axe gets stuck in the tree. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And he can't pull call. it out in time. <laughs> what a dumbass! Did that that must have actually happened, right? Because right? like so that much of those things are just memories. Got mangled. Right. Oh, yeah. I right. That. I forgot. Yeah. Garen like stabs him, and he or like slashes him, and he like pulls it back, and it's just at the wrist, just like talks about like gore just shooting out, like some sort of like like Japanese like Tokyo Gore Hotel shit, where it's just like sh- just spraying <laughs> blood everywhere. Uh. It, it, th- this judgment too also like i just i would really like to see one judgment um for a person who did not get <clears throat> admitted as a champion like what are <laughs> they looking for in this judgment because this dude like why do you want to join the league because i want to fucking murder garen like all right sweet you're in bro cool he's like three <laughs> doors down what... that way don't worry <laughs> good luck he just yells out revenge, like full of bloodlust, and they're like, "All right, this guy, he's fucking love it." Get they him just in want there to tell the truth. That's it. Just don't lie. But, but some people, people lie don't. all some... the time. Oh, some people and then are they're like, like oh. "No, try again." <laughs> some people are like, "Oh, I know this is a judgment. I'm not telling you shit." It's just like, "Okay, cool. Get let him uh, in. You got us." <laughs> 
figure it out, don't figure it out. We don't give a shit. Just come on in, buddy. The the oh, true no, test man. is to just walk through the door. <laughs> Anyone who Honestly. makes it that far wins. You need to because well, this is a schedule, right? They they specifically talk <laughs> yeah. about having scheduled times. Like if you can make it through the paperwork of scheduling a judgment, <laughs> then you're in, baby. If you navigate baby, the red yes. tape. Well, you've got to fill out five like, forms in triplicate to make it. Seriously, in. they always talk about like I remember this one thing where they talk about like oh everyone who's in the league has undergone psychological evaluation and they're all like <laughs> mentally stable <laughs> and Ergot's over here screw, like just bellowing revenge. That's literally the only word that he says the entire time. I think it's, I don't know, man. The standards are really low. His blade hands. <laughs> yeah, right. The guy's got no hands. They're all blades. I don't know what to tell you. I guess one's a cannon. To be fair, yeah. fuck me. <sighs> now he shows up in a few Journal of Justice articles. Uh, issue three. We just basically get the background of the revival ceremony and its initial failure. Um. So. You know, we we see the failure, which, for the record, is a big black eye on Noxus. Their whole necromancy program has been, like, the the shining star of Noxus. They're like, oh, yeah, yeah, we, we get champions in Noxus that are sweet. They die. We're bringing them back, baby! And they couldn't bring her got back. Like, Fuck! Oh, no! Idiots. Um, so, finally, they, they tried to bring him back a lot of times, actually. But after a series of disastrous experiments, a techmaturgical machine of Pididily's design was constructed. Uh, at its core lay a conduit specifically designed to harness the necromantic energies of the Noxian occultists. Um, and everyone in Noxus was real happy to have him back. Like, ah, oh, sweet, yay! Um, issue five. A mailbag of justice. Uh, I was particularly delighted with your article on the return of Urgot. This is a breakthrough of the thus far mostly theoretic techmaturgical art of corpse crafting. For those readers unacquainted with the term, this is the combination of hextech and necromancy. For the record, that was that's not like an editor's note. That was the 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 summoner who wrote in uh right? added that bit. Like uh, for those readers uh, unaware um and they just made it up. Like <laughs> the balls uh, on that summoner, can I say? Right? <laughs> I would be much pleased if you would follow up with an article examining the techmaturgical details and causes of this. This summoner was named Munchlord. <laughs> we're, glad, we're glad you enjoyed the article, Munchlord. Uh, specifics surrounding the process are kept highly confidential, particularly to those who are in the business of reporting. If you are a citizen of Zon, however, you may be able to contact Professor Padidily himself at the College of Techmaturgy. He seems to love discussing his craft with fellow Zonites. So, you know, reach out to him. Sure. Uh, and then issue 21, another mailbag of justice. Uh, why is it that whenever I summon a champion for a fresh pout on the fields, they must be retrained? It seems odd to me that General Swain would forget how to summon the, raven the ravenous flocks or headsman Urgot how to calibrate his hyperkinetic position reverser. In each and every bout I enter, when they were such terrors with them just the last match, is it some matter of attunement between the champion and summoner? By Mad Chen, um, which was a real good out they gave the Journal of Justice here at the end because they were immediately like, oh, you've hit the nail on the head here, Mad Chen. Uh, the link between champion and summoner essentially creates a new being 
comprised in part of both of them. In the same way, it might take some time for you and a partner to get the rhythm of running if one of your legs was tied to the others, so too must the summoned being learn to utilize the power within it. When the link is severed, both champion and summoner must decompress from the ordeal, setting back into their bodies. This removes the understanding they both had, which is why the same summoner and champion must relearn their abilities again in the next match. Could you imagine if you had enough mastery with a champion, you could get, like, an extra level at the start of the game? It's like, I'm really (laughs) attuned to Urgot, so I get two levels instead of one. Super, super attuned. (laughs) Right. And then finally... Issue 23. I have a question for Professor Stanwyck Pididily regarding Urgot. From what I've seen, Urgot's a death machine, and I'm curious as to why you haven't made some attempt to mass produce. I personally can't think of a scarier team than five Urgots, especially with the way Noxian corrosive charges work. Imagine getting hit with acid and then having five immediate acid hunters flying towards you. I understand volunteers for the project may be scarce, but seeing as how the project would either take place in Zon or Noxus, I'm sure you could find a way to acquire a few subjects um, by Wipey. <laughs> ah, this question. Yes, it's true that several Urgot models would make for quite a devastating squad. However, you should not underestimate the resilience of the man inside the machine. It takes a very special sort to survive the procedure, but it takes an exceptional specimen to endure once it's complete. I have, as you say, acquired other subjects for testing, and where some of them made it to mechanization, they all universally succumbed to... unfortunate after-effects. I believe we've tackled the problem of the body, rejecting the prosthesis, but it seems the primary obstacle now is the mind. I'm of the opinion that Urgot's raw hatred is what keeps them alive even battling back from behind the jaws of death. Because you just, you know, as long as you hate enough, you don't die. Mm-hmm. This is really? Runeterra, after all. Yeah, you didn't want to die. <laughs> even the old lord. Very singed, very singed answer. Right. Also, I hope Wipey got the hanger, was playing League long enough to see all for one. You know, I think this oh, is... this is. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Although I feel like they probably changed his, uh, his, his acid kid. hunter by then. Mm. Yeah, well. Bummer. You know, yeah, shame. Uh, now I have a few quotes of his that I liked uh, he's got a taunt to Darius uh, the hand of Noxus can be cut off ask your master which was a uh, not only a cool reference to Darius's title the hand of Noxus but also uh, a nice nod at Aurelia cutting off uh, Swain's hand during the invasion of Ionia but now he has a demon mm-hmm. there and now he's got a demon there <laughs> <laughs> Uh, say Sharima one more time. <laughs> uh, both a reference to Azir saying Sharima so many fucking times during his voiceover, and also a Pulp Fiction reference. Uh, those who stand behind you will share your fate. Is a uh, stand? He says that to Brom, mm. you know, in response to his stand behind Brom line. How dare you even look at Brom? <laughs> Okay. Uh, you probably can't. I don't think he's ever lo- left Zon. Uh, you belong in a grave is a response to Ezreal's <laughs> You belong in a museum. That's exceptional. Um, and let me know how it tastes is a response to Lulu's Yep, that tasted purple. Uh, now he's also at a get over here quote, which is a scorpion uh, reference from Mortal Kombat. Yeah, very nice. Uh, 
and a few quotes to champions I liked. Uh, to Camille, I must admit, I have a thing for legs. Oh my gosh! I ship it. Sure. They're both mostly machines. He's got metal legs. He's got um... metal legs. <laughs> Together they make sparks. Could it be any more obvious? <laughs> Could be. There's your next. There's your next parody song, John. Skater Boy. What will be the? Uh, what's the title? Spider Boy. Spider Boy. Spider-Boy. Yes. Oh. That's exceptional. Mm-hmm. Uh, to Jana, I heard you like to give hugs. I didn't even I didn't know that was a thing. But apparently... Aw, oh, does Ergie want a hug? Ergie just wants a hug. Ergie want a hug. <laughs> Should be his only voice line. Ergie want a hug. Ergie want a hug. That like sounds it. like the Bane and the Harley Quinn show. Right. <laughs> something you would say. <laughs> Bane needs a hug. He's very funny in it. Mm. Uh, and finally, another one of those just really petty quotes to Tom Kench. Your coat isn't even as nice as mine. <laughs> He's got to get petty with Kench because there's no way Tom Kench would be affected at all by his poison. Mm. <laughs> He's not even wearing a coat. Right? right? <laughs> Maybe that that's how petty it is. That's how yeah, bad his coat is. Shit. That's rough. But he's got two of them. Right? It's true. Yeah, who knows? Uh, now, we've got a handful of AUs. Not a ton, because it's Urgot. Yeah. Uh, first up, we got Tales from the Rift, Trick or Treat. You better hope you have the good stuff. You know, Piltover Pops, Strike, strike Breaker Sours, Dark Star Chocolate Bars. Because if you don't, the kids on this block have some tricks up their sleeves. And this one's Butcher Urgot, which has... No lore. Mm. But, fun fact about it. His old splash for this used to be a Leatherface reference. And he used to have a sign in the background that said, Manatee, half off. (laughs) 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 Don't see this one much. I forgot about this one. Uh, Next up is uh, Mecha slash Kaiju. From the depths of the planet, they rise. Colossal entities of horror and hunger. Mightier than armies and mountains. Their motivations are uncertain, their designs unknown. The one thing that is clear is that we will not survive them unless we create the means to stop them. This one is Giant Enemy Crabgot. Emerging from the deep sea as the first of the kaiju menaces, Crabgot has never been completely defeated by the forces of humanity. The best result when it emerges is to temporarily halt its advance, sending the massive crustacean back into the sea until it can rise once more. <laughs> and a uh, fun cinematic on this one, which mm. is not linked anywhere, even on the wiki, but luckily I play enough TFT that I remember this <laughs> shit. Uh, this cinematic is called The Showdown in Spatulopolis from the Monsters Attack TFT set. So uh, this features a massive giant crab got stomping through Spatulopolis towards a medal awarding ceremony for some heroes who had defeated a giant Velkaz. Um, so he roars, which, you know, looks to everyone else like a big old monster roar. Um, but we kind of get to see from Urgot's perspective, what he's actually saying is that he's their biggest fan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, you know, he only speaks giant crab. 
Um, so, uh, Lux, Nasus, and Set assume that it's a big monster trying to attack them, and they attack. Um, they have very little impact. It's it's basically straight out at the beginning of the Mario movie. There's a big dramatic thing where they're all doing their super moves, and then it cuts to them being like, dink, 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 dink. And it's always funny. It's always funny. It's always funny. <laughs> it also makes sense because the team who did the cinematic is the team who did the Mario Sparks of Fate cinematics. Oh, I There's did Sparks not know Pope, that. Not Sparks of Fate. Oh, I think you yeah. mentioned that, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. um, they also did, I think, Briar, which is where it came yes. up. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Briar. Yeah. Um, so then set. Uh, oh, so anyway. <laughs> Urgot um, ults Nasus and Lux um, because he wants to pull them all in for a group hug. <laughs> they don't know that. <laughs> uh, so Set throws a Velkaz eye to Nasus. Um, you know, he just kind of pulls it from the conquered Velkaz. He uh, tosses it to Nasus, who throws it into Urgot's belly bits, um, which causes a big old jam and explodes. Poor Urgot. Urgot is defeated, and he starts crying. He's kind of sad, <laughs> oh and he starts God. crying. Um, so Lux goes over to see what's up, and um, Urgot hands her a drawing that he made of the four of them hanging out and holding hands, like a little crayon drawing. <laughs> um, so Lux gives him the medal that she earned, okay. and he shrinks down to her size and accepts it. And then chokes her with it. <laughs> <laughs> but then a giant Ramus starts approaching in the distance so uh the four of them together head off to fight it ramus is also just a fan maybe we don't know um <laughs> it's a very cute cinematic though tft they started tft when they started was doing mostly um kind of in-game cinematics for their new sets um but i think either Monsters attack, or even I think it may have started at Dragonlands. I don't know exactly when it started, but they started doing actually just like full cinematics, and they're very cute. Nice, good stuff. And this last one was—I mean, this last one wasn't cute. It was just fucking cool. So if you haven't seen it, the mm-hmm. whole uh, TFT music cinematic—very oh, yeah. awesome. I saw there was some single released on uh, Spotify for the league. Um, I don't know, whatever artist. Um, I think they have a whole album, actually, because uh, the way the new set works is the uh, getting a little on tangent here, but it's fucking cool. So um, each trait in the new set is a type of music. Um, So uh, depending on which traits you have active, the background music is remixed to fit the style of music of the traits you're playing. That's pretty ambitious. Very cool. Right. So much music. Yeah. yeah, that's cool. Uh, next up, we've got Battlecast. The glorious revolution is here. Assembling an army of machines with living brains, Victor marches against the combined forces of his enemies with only a scrappy human-led resistance keeping him from total world domination. This is Battlecast Urgot, a titanium juggernaut used to crush pockets of particularly stubborn resistance. The Battlecast Urgot model is rarely seen but widely feared. Its existence. Er, its extensive weapons systems are complemented by a massive flesh-grinding spike mill, which it pulls fleeing opponents into for sheer spectacle. Uh, fun fact about this one, in the Nautilus art spotlight, around 2 minute and 50 seconds, there's a tab visible saying Urgot Mech, 
um, in the top left, which was likely the development name for Battlecast Urgot. Um, and the old splash had him stepping on the Demacian flag with Garen's sword visible, implying he had killed him and finally gotten his oh, revenge. Revenge! Oh. Uh, then we've got High Noon Gothic. Gunslingers and lawmen ride beneath the merciless sun of the high frontier, chasing survival and salvation in equal measure. Heaven is rubble, hell is empty, and all the devils are here. This one's High Noon Urgot. Jeremiah James was once a famed railroad baron and millionaire industrialist who bet his own heart on a game of chance and lost. Left alone in the desert to die, he bargained with a passing devil, trading his immortal soul for a twisted, monstrous body of gears and iron. And uh, this short story, uh, there's a short story associated with this called The Man with the Grinning Shadow. This was the one that kind of follows Lucian as he's trying to find someone who can um, talk to people in the afterlife so he can communicate with Senna um, and ends with the big confrontation with Karthus, but before that um you know he has a confrontation with uh ergot uh, so we find out that after jeremiah jones lost his heart in the game of chance he started going by the name ergot uh, he's now hideously malformed all humanity replaced by infernal steamwork and the gutted skeletons of a dozen ruined cargo trains uh, his belly swells with the heat of a devil's furnace and uh you know when he goes to meet um, Lucian, there's kind of a campfire between the two, and the the flames and coals from the campfire are kind of constantly being sucked into the furnace as if they're being pulled into his his soul. Um, uh, so he essentially just comes to Lucian to let him know that, hey, you know that demon inside of you, you're eventually gonna lose the fight with it. I lost, I lost my fight. You're gonna lose your fight. Eventually, the demon's gonna take over, and when it does come and find me because i really want to talk to that demon <laughs> yeah <laughs> he owes me money <laughs> uh next up we got definitely not is that a robot in glasses and a trench coat of course not do your eyes perceive a beast man in a onesie better get those eyes checked because they're wrong isn't draven too modest to wear his own head how foolish you must feel to even ask. And that laser squid? Definitely human. Definitely. This one's Pajama Guardian Ergot. A Star Guardian superfan of almost impossible proportions, Ergot worked real... I did not real... know this is a story. I said he's just a Star Guardian superfan. Oh yeah, fan. he's a superfan. <laughs> Ergot worked really hard on this outfit for the fan it's meet. Really so good. please be respectful. It's so good, Ergot. <laughs> You did a great job, man. Uh, he looks so happy under it. Right? Uh, fun fact, too, each of his chromas is a reference to one of the different Star Guardians, so he fanboys for a different oh, Star Guardian for each I love chroma. That. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah, this was uh, this was kind of the result of a, a big fan campaign to get Star Guardian or guy. It kind of started as like a just like an in-joke, just like, oh, this would be funny, right? Um, and Riot was kind of like, all right, yeah, well, we can't necessarily make him part of the canon universe. I feel like that'd be pretty silly, but let's see. What but we what do. we could do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then finally, we have Neighborhood Nightmare Fright Night. Oogie boogie, oogie boogie. 
Uh, bounding across the land on gargantuan frog legs, the toadstool boarding house attracts lodgers of the most frightful variety. Regardless of where it settles, there's always a monster in need of a place to stay, and Mother Glask is always there to, to welcome them into the family with open arms. And an endless labyrinth of rooms ensures that none are ever turned away. This one's Fright Night Ergot. Unctuous Uncle Ergot has no nose to smell, no feet or toes to stink, but he's still feeling swell, cause visitors arrive and ring the household bell, with new parts not so rotten for him, and tummy snacks as well. Ooh. Oh. Yeah. That's lovely. Good old tummy snacks. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, we got some fun facts. Y'all want some fun facts? I do. Yes. That's good, because I got some. <laughs> okay. Oh, fuck. No, Thank I don't. God. <laughs> fuck. Uh, Ergot is voiced by Paul M. Guillette. Or Goyette. Guillette. I don't know exactly how to pronounce that. Uh, Paul, get in the comments and let me know how to pronounce your <laughs> last name. Uh, Ergot was the first champion revealed in the Journal of Justice um, before being officially announced. Mm. So that that whole mm. like reclamation thing was before his announcement. Yeah. This is not counting Sejuani's kind of token mention um, at the yeah, time. Yeah. Uh, Ergot was the first released cyborg champion. Uh, before Victor, Camille, and Oriana, you know, before her lore retconning when she was just uh, just a robot. Mm -hmm. um, while it is not explicitly said, we mentioned this a little bit, it's not explicitly said, but it's pretty commonly believed that the voice from the Child of Zahn is also the narrator from the Son of Ur. Um, uh, now, here's a few facts before we go on to the Dreadnought, to Urgot. A few fun facts about the uh, Headsman's Pride version of Urgot. Uh, so Urgot and Thresh used to be the only champions classified as uh, ranged tanks hmm. before their role changes in 2013. Hmm. Uh, Urgot resembles a number of quadrupeds from various <laughs> other games. Um, from Macron, the leader of Strog from the Quake video game series, to Asmodan, the Lord of Sin from Diablo 3, and Yagram Bagarn from the Elder Scrolls 3 Morrowind. I know that guy. And Octavius. Yeah. <laughs> and Octavius. <laughs> uh, according to writer Baba Ganoush, Urgot was unavailable for the Ionia vs. Noxus matches due to being damaged and needing considerable <laughs> time to be repaired. <laughs> I forgot about that shit. Uh, he received a major strength buff in the following patch release. <laughs> uh, Urgot's old dance used to be a reference to Kirby's victory dance. Aww. <laughs> um, in the old April Fool's Day patch, he was jokingly listed to receive a skin called Urfgot, which is uh, an old Urf reference. Right. Mm. Now we have Urgot the Dreadnought. Which is very hard for me to say that name without thinking of like Urgot Dreadnought I don't buy that <laughs> I, I, Okay I guess John sure. Yeah, I like, yeah I like it Yeah Urgot is Aladdin canon um, Urgot is one of 20 champions without a single ability power ratio on any ability 
Mm. Uh, his current dance references the can-can. <laughs> uh, his login screen is sung in Noxian. And the repeated oh. chant is storm er got. Two words. Okay. Interesting. Um, during his second champion spotlight for his rework, uh, Freak jokingly said that Urgot will be the next Star Guardian. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, that became partially true when he got his Pajama Guardian skin. Um, Urgot's joke, he'll kind of like pull some shit out of his stomach, uh, and the item will be different. It can be a poison puff cap, or a crab, or a rubber ducky, or in rare instances... A golden duck. Ooh. Yeah. And <laughs> I could be wrong here because this is not a fun fact on the wiki or anything like that. I'm pulling this completely out of my ass. But Great. I would put money on Urgot having the most unique champion interactions in his voice lines of any champion. He interacts with 81 of the 137 champions who were released at the point of his rework, which is 59% of the champions wow. he has unique interactions with. That is a lot. That's pretty impressive. I'm also impressed that you just did the math, frankly. That's, that's... Well, he wrote it down. That was my spreadsheet. <laughs> oh, that was what your spreadsheet was for. Yeah. Uh, Interesting. Um, I, I would like to maybe, maybe so... Jin is the, the one that comes to mind in terms of like a contender, but... If you uh, if you want to, if anyone listening right now wants to do the legwork and figure out if someone has more than fifty nine percent, you know, uh, unique interactions, um, there's if you can prove me wrong, there's five dollars in it for you. I will Ooh. Venmo you that five dollars. <laughs> I'm gonna start looking right now. It's like a red I need bit. that five bucks, man. <laughs> but that's uh, that's got. That was, yeah, that was Urgot. Any final thoughts? The more we've talked about it, the more I really want some of these stories to, to be in Arcane now. I know, just anything. Yeah. I just in general want Arc, Ur- Urgot to be in Arcane. Yeah, something that's, he's, I think, bringing him to the, the silver screen. Oh, fuck, I hit my <laughs> mic thing while I did it's that. Okay, but, uh... It's okay, <laughs> I never hit the mic while I'm talking. Yeah, so, you know, it would be pretty cool. <laughs> Yeah, I would like that. Oh, so <laughs> Well, uh, yeah, that was that was Urgot. Thank you for listening. We have a Twitter. It's at Loreheads and a Twitch, twitch.tv slash Loreheads. John streams on Saturdays. He does uh, TFT and uh, uh, ARMs with viewers, although not this Saturday because we're going to be out of out of state. Well, although not, by not the time this episode comes this episode. out. <laughs> so this Saturday, it gets John. I like to stream Mondays, but um, my stuff's all broken. And now my webcam's not working. So, yeah, we'll just throw that on the pile. Why the fuck not, huh? Uh, <laughs> She's handling it well. Maybe YouTube? <laughs> if you want to hear Spider Boy, let John know, and maybe he'll put that up on the YouTube. But we do have, the, you know, video of the, the episode and clips and stuff. And we have a Discord. You want to find some people to play League with or talk about the, the lore or absolutely anything please join the discord and we have a patreon thank you so much to all of our patrons but a very special thank you to our madarda tier patrons king of hearts john has a dig bick big man gnomes and mr dead hashtag give ergot more legs <laughs> if uh if you were being tested by ergot in zon i would 
sneaky sneak give y'all some breathing masks so that you can pass. That's so nice. I'd give up my own breathing masks. You have to go to ergot detention for for cheating. (laughs) Ergot detention. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. I'm fine. Oh my gosh, stop. I'm not yawning, I'm coughing. Right? He caught. (laughs) 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 Just the the blame you threw at Mark. (laughs) I just coughed. Can't believe you would make me yawn. (laughs) Did you do this to me, Mark? (laughs) Well, anyway, with that, we are done with the U's, everybody. Um, We have V, W, X, Y, and Z left, which is really sending me into a spiral right now. And because all those letters are not going to have a lot of people. H. Yeah, I suppose that's true. Way, 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 way. Yeah. Who, in fact, has a short story already? Do you want to jump to him next? What the fuck? He does. Oh, yeah. he does. Yeah. Fuck yeah. it. I th- yeah. Okay. Well, let let's me strike while the iron's find hot. Out, find out what his name is. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. Sorry. I fucked Ooh. up everything. Sorry, okay. guys. I had Varus's written down because that was going to be next. I guess. The Visionary? Is that right? That sounds like yeah. something that would be a Huey title. That's well, we... join us next week <laughs> for I Am So Sorry. There's going to be so many Huey puns. <laughs> so fucking many. So many. I won't even blame John for them. I'm going to do a bunch of them. Get them out. Get them out. Get them out now <laughs> as we talk about the Visionary. Huey. No Huey. No Huey. <laughs> Get out of the Huey.